You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you, too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking design just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC. What's happening, y'all? It's Brad. Thanks for listening, sharing, and supporting our show. And I'm so proud to announce that we've got two new avenues for you to support. So check the show notes because there's two links in there. One is for SeekJesus.co. It's a faith-based apparel company, and we've got some awesome options to choose from. If you use the code HATNIN, you'll save 15% off your order. And any order $75 or greater, you'll get free shipping as well. The second link is for those of you that are thinking about starting a podcast, or maybe you have one, but you're looking to monetize it, you're on another distributor, whatever the case may be. We've been using Spreaker since day one. And what I love about Spreaker is that there's no secret tiers for you to reach to start making money. You can start earning from your very first episode. So check the links to get started. Thanks so much for the love. And let's start the show. But Nas, hey, you, you know uh, where I'm at with it. it, it yeah, it, I know. It's I know Kanye you. for me. So if you said Kanye died after he made them first three albums, then yeah, he probably was the greatest. But I don't know if he got replaced with an alien or something after his mom died. But that's <laughs> yo, yeah, yo, like yo, body like, snatches happen so, for real. So like, it was those first three, which was probably the greatest first three albums of any rapper in rap history. And then he turns around and does this 808s and heartbreak. I was like, all right, his mom just passed. Yeah. He has to get over it. Cool. Then he came back with beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy and watched the throne. I was like, okay, yay, it's back. And then he did Yeezus. And I haven't listened to a Kanye record since. Yo, what's happening with what's happening? Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. So show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Not much, bro. Uh, you know, just did the big boy dad move by the grill. Uh, look forward to getting uh, back in the season. I'm, I'm also got my daughter's first jazz band concert coming up. Kind of excited about that. Uh, you know, but other than that, my little sister getting ready to graduate. So you know. A lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to put down in perspective. Got a flight I want to take. You know, I don't know. It sounds like I'm rambling, but <laughs> what's up with you, bro? <laughs> hey, man, you know, I don't know if I got as much going on as you, but you know, just working, taking care of the family as usual. Um, yesterday we had my niece's birthday party. That was fun. Uh, you know, one sure. of those family type events. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So just that. And, you know, that's really it. Uh, So uh, for our listeners this week, you know, we have a little bit of a different episode, not so much different, but we did a collaboration episode. So uh, after the commercial, you guys are going to hear our conversation with Dom and Lawrence from the Ingenious Perspectives podcast. Uh, It was the episode that we did was inspired, rather the episode that you will hear was inspired uh, from Randy, 
who was our final guest on the Women Making History series, um, we decided to have a conversation about what we can do as men, and not necessarily us specifically, but men in general, how we can help prevent and ultimately stop you know, sexual harassment and, and sexual assault amongst women. So I said, that's going to come after this ad here. Check it out. And then check out the show notes as well for all of the socials for both shows. And we hope you guys enjoy it. You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking designed just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC. You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking design just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC. And so we are talking about the, um, you know, how we as men can help prevent and stop sexual harassment of women. And this is kind of a piggyback on our uh, episode where, from our Women Making History, from the West Hatton podcast, Women Making History series, uh, where we had a, a guest talk about her experience with, with sexual assault. So uh, for those of you that don't know my voice, uh, I'm Brad. I'm the co-host of What's Happening, and my co-host is Fred. What's happening with you, Fred? No, much. What's good with you, bro? Man, just chilling. Watch your boy Kevin Durant get swept, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna get you off track right now. Yeah, then, we ain't gonna get in there. And then for the traditional What's Happening listeners, we are working uh, with the. We are collaborating uh, with the that yeah, with the co-host of the Ingenious Perspective podcast. We have Lawrence and we have Dominic. How you doing, fellas? Good. How y'all doing? Good things, good things. Good. So for the listeners that don't know each other, we should take a moment to talk about uh, what our shows are and, and you know, how we ended up deciding to work together. And uh, uh, Lawrence, I'll let you start off with that. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're in Genius Perspectives. We take a good hard look at uh, some of the issues that affect the Black community. Uh, and we like to, you know, bring a different perspective to those, right? Because you know, your perspective shapes your world. And, uh, you know, Dominique, he, he shot me over, you know, you all's podcast. I started giving it a listen. I, I got the, uh, the, you know, pleasure of listening to your, uh, you know, uh, Women's History Month uh, series. And one of them that stuck out huge for me was that, that interview y'all did uh, where you had, and the names, I'm, I'm terrible with names here. If you refresh your name. Randy. Yeah, Randy came on and she was talking about, you know, her experience, her personal experience. And I heard in her experience, I heard, you know, experiences that I, I've been, you know, told and shared with and stuff like that for other women. And it was just, it was, it was I mean, I was listening to this and I was like, am, am I listening to some some journalists right now in this interview? Like it was, it was really <laughs> good because you are, you know, you are asking, you know, very uh, inviting questions to her while, you know, still being, you know, super respectful of her, you know, her whatever her boundaries were. 
you know, um, and I know a lot of folks that get into that space and they're just like, you know, tell me the next thing, you know, that kind of thing. Y'all, y'all are just like, you know, hey, whatever you want to share, you know, next thing. And she was, you know, really forthright and 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 that it just, you know, so I'm I'm listening to that and then I go over and you know, I'm telling uh, you know, Dominique about it. I'm I'm listening to this uh I gotta give out, you know, uh, credit where credit is due. I'm listening to uh, you know, John Stewart's podcast, right? Uh he got he has a podcast, he has a show on his show. He has uh Toni Morrison on, uh not not on, she has a clip from her and she talks about racism, right? She's like, oh, she's like, she has a she's, she's getting interviewed by a white uh, reporter or something. He's talking about, you know, racism to her. And she's like, Well, that I mean, I don't have a problem with racism. You seem like white people have a problem with racism and they need to figure that out. You know, <laughs> it's basically what she was saying. Right. Uh, so you know, Josh Story got get, basically takes that lead and has a panel of white folks on to talk about how they can stop racism right because it's really it's not going to be us that stops it because we're not the racist one uh, <laughs> so yeah i talk about that so i got those two things i'm like man if we can like uh it's not going to be women that stop sexism because they're not the sexist you know it's not going to be women that stop you know sexual assault because they're not the assaulters you know in general you know you're talking about uh broad themes and stuff so like you know thinking about that and i brought that to you guys and I, i'm yeah, and, and you all hit me with a lot of enthusiasm. So, you know, here we are. Perfect, perfect. Appreciate the uh, the compliments and the love there. Dom, I'll give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to the What's Happening listeners as well. Uh, he he covers so much of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Uh, so I'll I'll cover how we met. So I met Lawrence um, while we were attending NC State. Um, and we were, we were going through a, a program there. And... Uh, program was such that we were amongst the the very very few like a, a, a super minority there um in the program so we saw each other we immediately clicked then add to that like we're just um amongst a few black people in the program we had similar thought process views on life um similar experiences and so we started talking and um you've had that experience you're over a buddy's house and you know it breaks down to that point tonight you have a good conversation and you say all right i'm gonna head out and you get up off the couch and you talk for another hour. All right, I'm going to head out. And you get to the door, you talk for another hour. All right, I'm going to yeah, head out. Yeah. You open the door, you talk, right? And so that kept happening so much that um, pandemic hits, everybody's chilling. And, you know, 17 million people were starting podcasts. And we're like, yeah, we can start a podcast too. We talk like, we have great conversations and let's share them. And like you said, uh, we both felt like perspective was important um, and the expansion of paradigm is important because um, you don't have to change your viewpoint on the world. But if you understand more people's viewpoints, it can help you kind of navigate a little bit better and assess how you treat people and how you deal with people. So we research, we try to bring some thoughts that maybe people haven't heard, not always our opinions, but just opinions that need to get put out there. And that's what we do. That's dope. That is dope. And it's funny, you said, you know, you guys talked about having good conversations and determined that uh, it's time for people to hear it. So Fred and I, uh, so first off, for uh, the ingenious perspective listeners, uh, my name is Brad. I'm the co-host of What's Happening. I may have already said that, so it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, super repetitive. <laughs> it's all good. But uh, Fred and I, um, you know, we met working together. Well, actually, uh, we met just kind of casually. I was a patron in the business he was working at, and then uh, a few months later, he ended up hiring me. We ended up working together. Uh, for a short time period before I got a little promotion and we became peers and we just been having dope conversations about everything for 10 years. So we decided, Hey, 
it's time to go ahead and record this. So <laughs> kind of the same thing y'all had going on. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, but, you know, what's happening is, yeah, I call it a freestyle variety show. You know, okay. we talk mm. about uh, different things every episode. So you ca- you guys kind of highlighted our Women Making History series. Mm. Uh, as of this recording, our last series, uh, we, we interviewed a friend that's got an autistic child, and we talked about what it's like to raise children with nice. autism. Um, I think you guys are going to throw in a little piece at the beginning, but you know we had a couple. We had a two-part episode where we we debated the greatest rapper of all time. Um, we just talked about questionable conclusions, but yes. <laughs> Check out the what's happening archives for yourself <laughs> to see what's going on there. But we 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 have just you know good conversations. Everything we interview. Uh, unique individuals. We we debate. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't. But it's all real. It's all authentic, and that's just what we do. And um, I know I've said a lot, but Fred, I'll give you an opportunity to jump in there. I mean, it's the same thing. You pretty much said <laughs> it all. Uh, how we met. Um, I mean, I, I really don't have have no twist to it. We can just go ahead and, and dive in. Ain't much for me to add. All right. Let's dive into it. So, like we said, we're we're stealing that idea from uh from John Stewart's podcast, and we're talking about what as men can we do? How can we behave differently? Um, and, and we're speaking for men in general. You know, I don't think we're speaking for anyone in particular on this panel, uh, but we're speaking for you know for men in general. You know, how can we operate? How can we function in society differently? Uh, to to better protect women and to to provide an environment that's safer for them. Okay, I I will say one of the first things that I I come across is that um, a lot of men, specifically in, in our age and our generation, have to accept um, the errors of what we learned as children was societally acceptable and socially acceptable, right? Mm. So we have to we have to learn to push away from that and that and realize, all right, we were raised in something, we were taught something that wasn't acceptable. Those behaviors continued. We were wrong for thinking those behaviors were acceptable. At the point when you realize you were wrong, you don't double down on that because you don't want to be wrong. You don't double down on that because you don't want to be amongst a group of people who were part of the problem. You see your errors and you correct them and you'd be better in the future. Um, so I think one of the first things we have to do is accept um, the mistakes that society had because of his viewpoint and then move forward from those, um, accepting that we can be better and trying to be better. Um, I think that'll be a major help if we can just right look we fucked up society fucked up like put pull away don't like don't keep going in that direction that's one of the first steps that i had to take to look back on some of the actions i had as a kid like when you're walking around and the way you talk to women when you were in middle school and high school right the way you approach women like early on in life the way music taught us right to to behave and act and it wasn't acceptable so we move forward there first Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I'm a big, you know, I think I've said it before on our show is um, when you know better, you do better. Right. Right. And, you know, there's some things that we may have learned maybe explicitly or implicitly through the way, you know, life operates. And you just look back and just like, mm, that wasn't. That wasn't great, you know. The the way I approached this situation, the way you know I addressed this young lady, 
yeah, I can think of some things that I did in, in middle school <laughs> that were just not like that were encouraged, but not um not appropriate at all, right? And you know, I just yeah, I'm thinking about this one whatever. I, I we believe in keeping it a buck on our show. So um I'm gonna keep it in a buck everywhere I go. You know, I can remember there was this girl I had a crush on and um I just went up in the middle of like gym class, slapped her on the ass. I'm 13. And like we talk about like learned behavior. That was nothing that my father had ever done. I had never saw, I never saw my stepfather do that to, to my mom or anything like that. It's just being around, you know, in in the areas that we kind of grow up in. And you know, maybe maybe some other kids are learning, you know bad behaviors from, you know, where they grow up at. And, you know, you just want to, hey, I, I like her. I, I like what she got. And this was what I went and did. And just like, I think back to that now, and I'm just like, I was 13 years old, slapping a girl on the ass. That was not, no. Nah. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, but, and I also think about it, like, she didn't, like, tell on me you know what i'm saying like she just was like hey don't be don't be doing that and then like i know it wasn't the last time i did it either like i i can think of at least one more time that i did it you know what i'm saying and um mama if you listen to this i'm grown now you can't you can't do nothing to me <laughs> but um <laughs> i mean like i'm just thinking like like that she absolutely should have like turned around, slapped me in the face, mm. right? Should have got suspended. Should have went home. I have a thirteen-year-old daughter now. Somebody slap her on the ass. I'm. It's not gonna be a good time. I'm not gonna. Uh, it's not gonna be a good time. Before I incriminate myself, let me just say that. It's not gonna be a good time. <laughs> yeah, man. That what you talking about with the you know. Even if you can't point to mom or dad or you know, you said stepdad or whatnot, like the the constellation of music and videos and, and your peers, because like that's the dudes that I learned the, the, the bad habits I have definitely from. Uh not to say that it was not, you know, not our responsibility and all, but like uh those are the people that had the most effect. So when it comes to trying to fix this thing, I think peer accountability is gonna be the biggest you know the biggest push you know that you're going to see you know like if uh looking back on my days you know if somebody had said you know hey lawrence why you you got you know why you talking to this girl you know that kind of thing uh you know that would have been a huge you know you know pivot point for me especially if it was somebody i kind of looked up to or something like that you know so like i can't i, I think about all the interactions that you talk to you know you talk to a woman and you you know she can tell you about you know, that 13 year old girl you talked about, you know, when she grows up one day. Right. And, uh, you know, she's telling somebody about that story. Right. So like, that's, you know, one of those interactions that somebody could, could, could step in maybe and be in, and make that a, a good memory or not, you know, that kind of thing. I definitely agree. Um, you know, and Dom made a big point earlier when he said that, the things that influence us and Lawrence, you know, you touched on another point, but um, pe between peers and 
you know, movies and, and what we listen to, what we, we fill our minds with on a daily basis, what we consumed as children, I think is what shaped us in being um, the kind of gentleman we are. Like Bradley, your story, as soon as you say it, just remind me of the wood, you know, mm. but to touch on the peer pressure that Lawrence was talking about, they bet him a dollar to do it, knowing it was wrong, you know what I mean? Versus being the big homie and saying, nah, I know you like her. How about, you know, we take this in a different manner to get her attention than betting you a dollar to do something that I know, you know what I'm saying, going to have you on the opposite side, you know, or doing something just in general that's that's not right or in a manner that any of us would want for our 13-year-old daughter, 14-year-old daughter for me and 13 um, to be treated, you know, so... You know, you look at that and, and you you try to to help shape that differently by being the big homie or the big cousin, the big brother that that tells yours that's hey, no, nah, that ain't cool. Mm -hmm. Don't 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 follow the little homies. You know what I'm saying? Like it it don't amount to anything. It don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? Don't matter how they look at you, what they say. You know. One thing I told, you know, some of my little homies that I, I was able to mentor and, and, you know, still do and see, you know, hey, enjoy the time that you in. Yeah, you're going to do foolish stuff, but, you know what I'm saying, let it be something meaningful more than something that could be criminal. Right. You, you know, uh, and, and when, I, when I say that, you know, enjoy the time you're in because as you grow up, y'all going to separate. The ones that you're amongst right now, ain't going to be the same ones that you kicking them with later. That you impressing now ain't going to be the same ones, you know what I'm saying, that you even, you don't even understand how y'all y'all was cool. Or, you, you know, so so why sit here and impress them that's putting yourself out there, you know what I'm saying, in a different light or different situation when you can be taking care of yourself, you know what I'm saying, in a better manner. Or, or being the one that's the leader to say, nah, that ain't cool. Mm -hmm. let's, let's not engage in that. You know what I'm saying? Because to them, it's like, yeah, I can impress them, but if the big homie find out, he going to be upset with me. You, you know what I mean? And that, that's the mentality we should have to our younger peers or children or what have you is, you know, giving them something to look up to but at the same time, not wanting to disappoint. Yeah. Talking about accountability. Yeah, that's major. And and I think I think that plays into another thing. Like, how many of y'all, I know for sure, I can say for me, how many of y'all had discussions um, as you got older with women, female friends, women you're dating, whatever, where you learn about some of the things that you're going through that were probably happening around you while you were out and about that you didn't even notice, that you were completely oblivious to. And that, like, I've had those conversations where I'm like, I knew, like, I knew there were problems, right? And I knew it was an issue, but I didn't know to the extent, right, that it existed. I was completely ignorant because I wasn't thinking about anybody else. I wasn't being held accountable by anybody else to think about anybody else. I was thinking about myself. I was like, all right, I'm not doing this. My friend's not doing this. Like, so it's probably not that bad. Like I, the guys I know are not participating in these behaviors. I'm not participating in these behaviors. So it's probably fine, but 
I'm probably out about in a bar in a club somewhere where something's happening and I just wasn't even looking for it. I wasn't mm-hmm. even paying attention. I wasn't trying to make sure. Right. And, and that, that has a certain amount of accountability. Like it's, it's your job, right? We're supposed to police ourselves and each other. Like it, it's not as like Lawrence brought up. It's not the responsibility of women to end sexual harassment by men. It's our responsibility. So we have to take, we have to take more responsibility on for that. And if that means putting a little bit of extra weight on your shoulders, because the guys around you or the guys you see are not doing what they're supposed to do, then carry the extra weight. Cause somehow or another, it's gotta be stopped. Yeah, true. I mean, I know, I know for me back in the day, you know, I used to have, I used to have the party spot. Uh, so, you know, every, every weekend or so, you know, everybody come over to the house and, and, you know, get some drinks and stuff like that. I remember always having to think about the drunk woman, right? Always having to think because they got, you know, fellas that are over, you know, this is, you know, I'm junior in, in the Navy at the time. I don't know these guys like that. You know, I don't know these guys, you know, I, I only met them maybe a month ago or something like that, right? So we're over there and stuff and I, oh, okay, you know, oh, she's, she's, she's drinking way too much. She, you know, she just got out of boot camp. She don't know what her limits are anymore because she she hadn't drank for a long time. Okay, so let me let me make sure she get into the to the room by herself and, and lock the door, make sure nobody trying to sneak her in and, and, and do nothing wild. You know, that kind of stuff is is like the little proactive things that you know we all can do individually. I'm sure y'all got stories like that. Where you know you just kind of see something, you're like, ah, I don't that don't make sense. Let me uh let me step in. But then you're not thinking it's like you said, you're not thinking about it all the time. Maybe there's stuff that happens that you don't. You don't see. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree with you saying. And I mean, I'm pretty sure to to piggyback off the stories like you say that we all should probably have. But growing up, how many times have you been somebody fake boyfriend, fake brother, fake cousin? You know what I mean? Like you, you don't even think about it until now. You like, damn. I wonder what I really helped prevent, you know what I'm saying? Because I really didn't see the signs. I just played the role. Yep, yep. I know you, exactly you know what I mean? Like, it, it come natural just, you know what I'm saying? Like, in your mind as a youngster, it's like, oh, she don't really want to get on with dude. Like, she, oh, yeah, what's up, hey, 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 let's let's go. You know what I mean? And, and you, she gets to her car, you get to yours, and you just play the role real quick just to make sure she was cool, you know what I'm saying? And you think it's just because she ain't want to holler at a dude, but he could have been pressed up against her all night. He might have tried something on the dance floor or something that ain't nobody catch. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and in and, and retrospect, you, you really just saved the situation. But there's times, you know what I'm saying, that us ourselves, because we don't understand the situation or ain't thinking of it, we try to throw that person in. Nah, I want you highlight it. Won't you, you know what I'm saying? So on the back end, how many times did we maybe miss an opportunity? Yeah. So how do we, how can we educate, you know, around that? And is, is it just education? Is it a, is it an ignorance where guys like us like want to do better or is it really just predatory? You know, like what do you, where do we think the real problem lies? I, I think it's a, go ahead. I I think it's a blend of both, you know, uh, going back to what, you know, Fred was saying earlier about, um, about being able to, wow, the, the thought just poof, 
No, I'm so sorry. Um, Fred, you had a thought that I was thinking of earlier. Um, well, I think it's a little bit of a blend of both. I think there's some guys that can be, uh, you know, obviously there's some guys that are predatory, right? We we have legal evidence of, of yeah, that, right? right? Absolutely. Um, I think sometimes there's situations where you can be a little weird and you don't necessarily realize. Um, I shared a story on a previous episode. I forget what episode it was, but there was a young lady uh, that I worked with. This is years and years and years ago before I met my wife. So I don't want her coming at me wondering, when did this happen? Uh, <laughs> but, um, um, you know, I was just flirting, saying stuff to her, and I was uh, offending her, right? I didn't know. She reported me to one of the supervisors, not like filing an official complaint, was like, hey, he's saying some stuff. It's not cool. It got back to me. I apologized to her, stopped it immediately, right? Because once it came to me, it was like, oh, oh, this is kind of crazy. I, I see how you felt this way from that perspective. And I didn't get it, right? And then so, Fred, earlier you were talking about like, you know, this is what Big Brother was saying. This is what you know my big cousin's telling me to do, what the big homie's telling me to do. Um, earlier, I in this episode, I talked about how, you know, I never saw, you know, my father or my stepfather, you know, doing like smacking my mama on the butt. Like I never saw that, right? Um, but I can also say that neither one of those men ever said, hey. This is how we this is how we address women. This is how we talk to women. This is how like it's done, right? So earlier I was thinking we were talking about like bad influences of, of music and, and things of that nature. The good influence is gonna, I would think, is gonna uh counteract that bad influence, right? So if we as men, first off, obviously in our own homes, say, hey, this is how we conduct, this is how we behave, this is how we operate. And then, you know, being involved in our communities, if that's your church, if that's your volunteer effort, if that's the, the kids that live on your street, if that's other kids in your family, you know, um, I, I got a nephew that's 17 years old. And, uh, you know, he and I, you know, when I get some time with him just one-on-one, -on -one, I'm just like, hey, we just talking as, as men, what's going on? And the things that we talk about in those conversations stay between me and him because, I want to make sure that I can be that that source that where he can come to and he can trust because you know he's he's 17. <laughs> he, he he's about to go through some things. Gotta and figure so, it out. You know, I think you know that early step in, you know, being that that big homie, that big brother, that big cousin, big uncle, whatever you gotta be. I think being that for young men as they come up, show them the way, that's a huge part of it for one. And then, you know, the predatory piece is when we see it, call it out. Hey, homie, what, what you doing right now? A ain't a good look for you. Yeah, man, that calling it out, that, that accountability piece. Uh, so, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm active duty Navy. And I remember one of the, one of the coolest things about, uh, the journey the Navy's been doing about, you know, sexual assault and prevention and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there was a time when I first got in, uh, our, our, you know, sexual assault training was something basically like, Hey, don't, don't touch your shipmates period. You know, don't touch each other. Stop it. Yeah. That kind of thing. 
it has progressed to now it's pure accountability, you know, that kind of thing. And it's, it's like now it's uh, when you see something, say something, that kind of thing, report people, you know, call them out because that, that's the most effective way. You know, you get out in front of it uh, when you're in that when you're in that bar or you're when your boy's telling you, oh, you know, oh, man, uh, she she won't answer the phone. You just see him keep calling the same girl over and over again. It's like, man, what, hey, stop, man. What are you doing? You know, or hey, where are you at? Oh, I'm out front of her apartment. You with her? Uh, oh, you just you stalking her ass? Go home, dude. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and, and like, it's, it's crazy because what you said, um, we talked about the predators and then there's the, you know, the kind of, uh, the ignorant folks who just kind of, they do weird stuff or they're doing something, just kind of how you started and they don't know they're on the wrong side of stuff. Like, I think most people end up falling in that category. Even your, uh, you know, your, ho your, um, uh, your guest you had on, she, and I was, I was really, uh, you know, wowed by this. She was convinced that the dude was just stupid. It wasn't that he was, you know, right, woke up yeah. one morning and said, hey, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go attack somebody. I'm going to go do this. He just was stupid and didn't understand that you got to, like, get permission. <laughs> you got to get consent before you try to do something to somebody. And I think that was, like, one of the, uh, like, I think for most people, when they mess up and they leaving these marks, they don't, I think they don't know no better. They don't understand that uh, women operate on a whole different, you know, level than us. And so, you know, like you talked about with the ass slap. Hey, I'm gonna run up and slap you on the ass. Oh, I swear, if you don't like, you gonna slap me in the face. Well, like a lot of women can internalize them and that stuff and be like, oh, well, ooh, am, am I supposed to, you know, mm. slap him in the face? Am I, am I, is, is it okay for me to, to respond in this way, you know, aggressively? And then the fact that we, in general, dudes are bigger than women. I think, man, I, I was, when I first uh, started hearing these stories, I started doing some research a little bit uh, from women. That was one of the biggest things that popped out to me, man. Uh, this lady opens an article, and I wish I, I wish I could go back to it and, and reference it. She opens up an article. Her first sentence is, men are bigger than women. She was like, in every interaction with a, with a man, a woman has to think about, this dude grabbed hold of me, what I'm going to do? And I was just like, whoa, that's... Like, I don't even think about that. You know, like that's something that women have to carry around with them that we, we're completely oblivious of. You know, like I I interact with some guys that are bigger than me, but like when it comes down to it, I think that I cannot die in a fight <laughs> with a lot of people. You know what I mean? I, I ain't gonna say I can whoop everybody, but you know, I'm just saying I you know right. get to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but like, you know, it's a lot of women don't you know, they don't have that perception, you know. So. I think I think what you said about consent is important and I think it, it has to be discussed in relationships as well. From what mm -hmm. I found talking to a lot of women, the biggest issues they have discussing consent isn't the random guy they went on a date with. It's that significant other that thinks that consent is implied just because there's a relationship. Mm. And so I think that's an important thing that you need to establish even, right, even outside of, because even outside of, hey, we need to protect these women at the bars, we need to protect these women here, like, we need to protect the women you're with, you need to make sure that, right, just because I'm feeling, I'm feeling Randy right now, and this is something I want to do, and she's like, for it, is she, is she for it, because she's like, all right, I need to do this, because I have to do this, because it's been internalized in me from relationships, like what you talked about, like, she got smacked on the ass, and she thought it was okay. 
and she didn't respond and your thought in your head was if she doesn't want this she's gonna say she doesn't want this sometimes you can even think that in the with the person you're in a relationship with if she's not for this she'll let me know we've been together how long she can talk to me she knows me like it's good but sometimes it's not that way and so consent is something that's that's important in relationships as well we have to make sure that's there on that level and and i just i think that's one of the things that gets missed it just gets mm. overlooked we're talking about all right well we're gonna stop that's a bar from running up in my house and doing this we're gonna stop this guy from mickey and this girl's drink and taking her home well let's talk about what we're doing like let's talk about yes. making sure that our significant others are good that they're ready that everything we're doing is okay that something something they actually desire not just something they feel obligated to do yeah man true that's man, a true. that's a damn bar you <laughs> I don't know how to add on to that. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, one of my favorite uh talking about like consent, talking to people about consent is uh one of my favorite like um metaphors for it is uh is is like do you want coffee or do you want tea? I think tea is the one I heard you the brought, most of. Wait, what episode I have to figure out because you brought this up on one of the episodes. It was really good, but yeah. Yeah. Ahead. So it's like, you know, if you walk into a room and you're like, Hey, do you want some tea? You know, and 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 you go this person goes, no, I don't want any tea. It'd be you'd be an asshole to try to give them some tea, right? Because they don't want it. They said no. Well, if you walk into a room and you say, hey, you want some tea, and they kind of just look at you a little bit, would you would you give them some tea? Nah, you, no, you won't. You'd be like, no, you, they didn't say yes. They probably don't want no tea, you know. So, but if you're like, if you're a, if you're an employer and that's your employee, you know, and you're like, hey, you want some tea? You know, there's a little bit of pressure for them to accept the tea from you, right? So it's not something you do normally. You don't just force people to take things from you just because of your position. You can look at that dynamic as, as you know, shifting consent away from like a sexual relationship and turn it back into like something trivial, like offering somebody a beverage. And it, it explains it. Like to me, it sheds a whole lot of light on the nuance of something so complex as consent. Because you know, you think about, like you said, the uh, the relationship, like me and my wife, I, you know, I, I'm, excuse me, excuse me, young lady, would you like to partake? You know, that's, <laughs> you know, that's, not, that's not what that is, you know, but that does look, you know, but, uh, you know, I still get consent, you know, it looks a little bit different, you know, now it's, uh, you know, we're, we're de you know, decades in and all that, but like, it's still consent. I agree hundred um, percent. You know, you no matter who it is, how long you've been with them, you still have to get consent. It, it's no different if you decide to go somewhere. You say, "Hey, you want to go with me?" Or will you go with me? You don't say, "Hey." Get your ass in this car and it's dope. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it don't work like that. You know what I mean? So in, in the same manner, you're going to ask, like you said, once, it, it may be in a different way, depending on what stage of life you're in, you know, with this person. But you're still going to ask for consent. You know, but I think the other thing too is we we have to be okay with things changing. 
Because, you know, there's a lot of times I get places that I'm excited to go and be, and then I get there and be like, hmm, I could have stayed at home for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100%. So it it is no different than when, you know what I'm saying, you invite someone or someone invites you thinking that, hey, it's, it's going to go there. And things changed along the way. Yeah, that's at that's at any point. I, it, like, yeah, fully. In either in either party could have said, "I could have stayed home for this shit." <laughs> it, it ain't you know what I'm saying, but you have to understand that you know just because consent is given at one, don't mean it's given at nine. Mm. Yes. Hey, it looks like like you said that uh, the getting the car example or the tea example. You yeah. take two sips, you're like, huh? It ain't for me. Right. Put it down. I can't force well, you to drink the rest of it. Say, hey, I would really like some tea when you get home. Like, I hope you brew me up some tea. And you get home and you brew up the tea, and then like, you know what? I uh, got a taste for Sprite right now. And I, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Yeah. So you got more you... tea for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the good thing about tea, from my understanding, you can save it for a later day. So you can save, save it. But you know, and uh, and the, the thing, you know, I, I do because I, Dom, I think you asked the question. I don't think we really touched the subject, but you asked. I want to say to extent. How do we know, you know, what it, what exactly to look for or to say, you know, St. Lawrence gave us some great points, but for someone who hasn't took, you know what I'm saying, a more extensive Navy course, you know what I'm saying, how do you always recognize the signs? Because until Lawrence said that, I couldn't really give you one sign because not every woman is the same, you know. Some want you to pursue a little more aggressively than others. So, and and that's another thing we we understand when we tread waters. I think we more so got to know the type of women we attract, how they respond, you know, because every woman is not the same. If you if you attract usually a certain type and you come a little aggressive and they like whoa, people respond to that. That should tell you, okay, yeah, no, nah, I misjudged this one. Let me move this way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That way, that's not my usual response I get. You know what I mean? But because, you know, I, I, I think back on some of the girls that I pursued, and some of them was like, ah, you just want to guess him enough. You know, he da da. And then some of them's like, you know, oh, buddy. Jumped up there a little too aggressive, didn't you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> out, the, out the gate. You know what I mean? It, I yeah. mean, it, it's a balancing act, though. It really is, because I think that's the hardest part for a man is, you know, especially when growing up in my era, as we said in the beginning, there's some things we learned early that probably was bad things to learn. And I, I wouldn't say there's a such thing as playing hard to get because that leaves too much gray area. Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? That, man. Yeah, facts on that. We grew up with that kind of mentality. Not saying 
every girl or every situation, but we feel like a little, you know what I'm saying, cat paw back or something, a little scratch or nick back. Okay, you know, she just, she ain't like that a post. Let me try it a different way. Mm. When it may just be like, no, she just don't like you. Just don't try. Yeah, she said, no, she just <laughs> trying to be polite. <laughs> she nah, just trying to be polite. She said, yeah, no, though. And that's, that's the other thing, like, having these discussions you find out so many times and you wonder back when i got that very polite you know no i'm um, not really interested and you know i appreciate your interest though and you know you are very attractive but i just don't think like did they really just want to say get the fuck out my face and they just looked at me and they was like yo he a little big and i think i'm gonna like that's a, like that's a real issue like how many times have we gotten that very very graceful sugar-coated southern bless your heart when really what they wanted to say was take your shit somewhere else <laughs> Facts, yeah, without bro, that like, data that point is... man you see that like without that data yeah. point it's like whoa it changed the whole dynamic changed it the does. whole perspective it absolutely does and that's why so for me like you know i probably missed some shots i probably got a lot of missed opportunities but if 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 yeah. I come across a woman who's like, I really wish he would have pursued a little harder, like you probably not gonna end up dating me. Like just like I just there's some risks I'm just not interested in taking. So like she's like, man, you know, if he had just asked me one more time, I probably would have said yes. Well, 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 it's not <laughs> like just like women have different types, I got different types. And the one if you want to be chased and pursued, like I'm just not your guy. Sorry. Not, not, not the one for you. And, and that yeah, and that's the thing. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying that's that's the thing we gotta understand too. We we got types. Yeah. There's been plenty of times we didn't told one that, oh no, thank you. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it though, but I'm in a situation or I'm just not looking, just got out. We didn't say something to the fact of, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not, you know, people think uh man just gonna take anything and they'll they'll go, nah, it's not always the case. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, if we can turn down something, we got to be able to be turned down. I think it's, mm -hmm. and I also think it's different because women live in fear. Like women, so, and again, I'm just, when you're, you're able to have certain conversations later in life that you couldn't have when you were 22, right? So I get to have conversations sometimes with women talk about, all right, so I turned this guy down and he threw a drink in my face. I turned this guy down and he cursed me out. Like there's, there's actual fear that exists for repercussions of what is going to happen to them. If they tell some guy who's twice their size, right? If they tell some guy who's even just a little bit bigger than them or like who has this, has this aura to them, or he has this look in his eye, like anything. And they have to worry about what's going to happen next. Whereas as a guy, I don't care how much you pursue. I don't care. Like if I feel like I want to tell you, no, I'm not worried about what you're going to do to me next. I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, and, and they don't have that same freedom, like in, in present society, they don't have that same freedom. They have to worry. Think about the guy. It was what late last year, early this year, maintenance man got rejected by a woman. Yep. Um, he was going up yeah. in the house and he killed her. Like that's what happened to a, a woman who rejected somebody. She was killed by the man she rejected. How often do you hear about that happening from the man's perspective? Like that's crazy. That's crazy to me. And it's crazy you say that. I don't know all the full details, so I really don't want to, you know, saying speak a lot on it. But my my little cousin, you know, saying was just in an actual situation like that. You know what I'm saying with 
the mother of his child. Not him doing anything, but him and the mother of his child is, you know, split up. She was seeing someone else. And I guess they were getting ready to split up and he, he didn't agree with it. And so she's no longer here. Wow. You, you know what I'm saying? He's younger Damn. than me. So, so to just give you perspective, you know, we're talking twins. Wow. You know, and that's, that is, it's crazy because, you know, you don't really look at that stuff until you sit down and have these conversations. You don't really think about them type of things, you know, because it, it's kind of fun, funny, but not funny in a situation where me, where he says, you know, women think about what may happen to them. The way I met my lady, you know what I'm saying? I feel, you know what I'm saying? I don't think they thought I was aggressive or anything, but I think it was, you know what I'm saying? The way I, I shot the shot and it was two of them, her and her friend, they was like, oh, nah, he just think he a player, you know what I mean? But they still took my number in the act of, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna call you, we'll kick it, da 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 And I never heard from him again. It just so happened. You know what I'm saying? That my cousin wanted me to play wingman. I arrived back to the same two people three months later. You know what I'm saying? So I never heard the story, man. (laughs) (laughs) So table turned, but it was just, you know what I'm saying? And and the situation was just wild. Like when I first met them, like they was coming out my job. It was a dead day at work, like literally only car in the parking lot in the middle of summer. Everybody, we in Sandusky, they at Cedar Point or they at the splash pad, they somewhere with some water or something at, ain't nobody shopping. So they was just getting them like a bathing suit or whatever and her sister changed in the parking lot and she was like, ain't nobody out here watching you and I'm in the cut smoking cigarette like, just, okay, I guess ain't nobody watching, I'm here though. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, so, after sister changed her tie, she was like, what you said with nobody in the parking lot? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just to see me. So they pull up, you know what I'm saying? She's like, she's like, hey, what's up? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nothing, chilling, you know what I'm saying? They was like, oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? What you into or whatnot? I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Not much, you know what I'm saying? She was like, you got a lady? I'm like, no, nah, I'm single. So they was like, oh, okay, so we is too. So who you want? He put me on the spot. I'm like, hey, look, 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 look. I got, I got brothers, you know what I'm saying? We can come kick it, you know what I'm saying? And whoever matched for whoever, you know what I'm saying? I just wasn't finna say just who I want. Like, you know what I mean? That just was, that was crazy. So, I'm about to like, say, bro, this is not going well. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm like, just take my number, you know what I'm saying? We'll kick it, play cards or whatever one night, you know what I mean? I bring... I'm talking about the same brother that brought me, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I bring my brother with, you know what I'm saying, kick it, however it go, it go. So they took my number, called my brother, like, hey, I might, you know what I'm saying, have something for us to do tonight and even play wing, man, you know what I mean? Like, they, you know, they both pretty, though, so it is what it is. Man, ain't nobody called, whatever, so it was what it was. <laughs> then I come back. Three months later, I'm with him. I'm like, I know y'all. Like, y'all, you don't know me. Nah, y'all familiar. I know you. They, I was like, I know you from my job. She's like, nah, we don't, we don't go on Radio Shack. I was like, he never said I worked inside no Radio Shack. 
I just said I worked for them. <laughs> so once I broke it down and told them the whole story, they just like, oh, we thought we'd never see you again. And boom, boom. And it was just like, boom. But me and my, from that night, me and my lady talked. And, you know what I'm saying? We talked ever since. We just hit it off. But, you know, it was crazy. I, I feel like it was kind of one of them situations where you saying, like, they probably was like, shit, I don't know. You know what I mean? He might seen us, won't, you know, feel like he can come at us or follow us or know us. So they felt like they approached me, talked to me, had the situation, get my number, and then move on. Yeah, right. maybe like defuse it. Yep. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? So nothing could arise from it because they I, maybe it felt like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I already got something cooking. I ain't got to approach the situation. So, wow. It's it's crazy, though, but it's a lot of stuff like that you just really don't, you don't think about, you don't look at, you don't know the signs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You you could be too aggressive for some, you know what I'm saying? Just because you may, you know, be not aggressive enough for others don't make it right for all, you know? Yeah, and and then add add a little bit to it. So there's the physical side that we talking about a lot, but it's also like the social costs and everything. So like, you know, uh, you know, lady gets with a dude, that dude gets kudos off rip. You know, like you know, hey, you walk into a room and everybody knows that a hey, Dominique's body count is, and I ain't gonna say what your body count is, man. You ain't <laughs> thank you yeah. oh okay uh we'll say that um but uh, yeah we'll say, you know, <laughs> we'll say that's that you know let's just say hypothetically it's a long you know it might be three yeah yeah so. but like, you know you get kudos for that you know and, and for them that's not the case you know for in general you know, the average woman doesn't get the kudos. You know, if, they're, if their numbers are, are large, people are looking at them like, well, something's wrong with you. You know, are you less than and all that kind of stuff. So, like, when it comes time to to do that balance between, oh, uh, my friend so-and-so who's my buddy, who's my pal, starts, you know, pushing up on you, you got to think about, well, I might like him, I might not. Is he, is he, is this transactional? Is he trying to, just, it, what's, what's the whole friendship all about? They're trying to get to this mm-hmm. point. All this other stuff that, like, yo, dudes, I, I, I can, I cannot, I couldn't even imagine thinking about that kind of stuff. We don't, if I was like a, 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 you know, single guy with the friend, you know, the friend's own girl and, and all that, and she wanted to come at me, I wouldn't even consider, oh, well, I wouldn't want to ruin our friendship. And that don't even come to brain. But we don't, <laughs> we don't talk about, we don't, and well, we haven't today talked about predatory male friendships, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's also harassment. That's also violating. When you mm-hmm. are only friends with this girl, waiting for your turn in line, waiting for her to be single, waiting for your shot, like that's not that's not a friend. That's predatory. That's yep. wrong. That's still wrong. Like if you're her friend, if something comes up, right? Okay, cool, whatever. That you handle that. But if that's that's your whole purpose, I want to get at this girl, and I know something's gonna go wrong in this relationship. So I'm just you waiting like double dutch. Like that's not to me. That's it's predatory and unhealthy. It's definitely it's predatory. Not, definitely wait, wait, wait. unhealthy. Let me let me play the devil's advocate for a second. Because I need that. What about that that Steve Urkel type situation where y'all remember watching Family Matters 
and I just rewatched the whole series back in 2021, so it's a little bit top of mind. But um, Steve's whole thing was is that I'd rather have Laura in my life as a friend than to not have her at all. Okay. Even though, but he will openly was like every episode, I'm in love with you. Will you marry me? Let's run away together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, but, like it was done in a sitcom but, type but, setting. That's but, like, okay. It's okay to look at a show that we loved as kids. And this is what I talked about in the beginning. It's okay mm-hmm. to look at that show and say, hey, this was funny in the 90s. That's not okay. If no, my daughter, not. if my daughter had a guy that was telling her every single day, I want you, I want you, I want you, and she's telling him every single day, I don't, I don't, I don't. At a certain point, I'm like, hey, look, bro, you go, you're gonna need to stop coming around here. You're yes. not taking the hints, you're not understanding what she's saying to you. Was the show funny? Yes. Did we love the show? Yes. Jaleel White, a great actor, yes. But now when we look back on that, I think it is okay to look at that and realize that 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 wasn't good, that that's not what you, I don't think you would want that for your 13 year old daughter. Well, let so, me, let me, let me ask though, before, and forgive me for it. Is no, it, good, bro. if he's being outward and upfront about it, and he's not just like plotting and waiting for that opportunity to get her drunk and then maybe something might shake out. If he's just plotting and waiting for, or I'm sorry, if he's not plotting and waiting for, if he's like upfront about who he is and saying, I am in love with you, but I'm willing to just be your friend if that's what makes you happy. Is that actually predatory? Obviously, from a sitcom setting, that gets drawn out. But in a real-life setting, like, hey, I've got feelings for you. You know that I've got feelings for you. You're telling me no, and I'm going to be cool. I mean, if you're if he if, if he, you be cool, if yeah, cool, right? <laughs> if you're not constantly waiting. So to me, what I'm talking about is that guy who's the friend who, right? She has a situation, something goes wrong, she's out of relationship. And the first thing he says, hey, hey, let me let me come take care of you. Like, you know, I got you. I'm, I'm sorry, he shouldn't have treated you like that. I got you, girl. Like, we good. I, I got you. Versus the guy who's legitimately okay. What's wrong? Let's talk about it. What happened? Let me figure this out. Is it salvageable? Do you need to let this guy like the actual friend who just happens to be of the opposite sex versus the guy who's just looking to get laid? I think those are two different situations. Yeah, yeah. and I think we're actually talking about a array of different dudes mm-hmm. because we have one, you know, saying the psychopath who's like lingering over and waiting for every single chance to get with her then you have two who the guy who's like look i genuine genuinely love you as a person a human being you know what i'm saying like i want you i see you your characteristics your mannerisms you know what I'm saying i kind of know you and your family for what Something happened with bro's audio there. Oh, so did, no. he, did he cut out for everybody else too? He, kind of, he, was, on a, he was on a flow too. He was man. on his oh. way. He was on his I way. I know what he was talking about too. But yes, I mean, I, he's, I think, he's right. I think I know we and, and I agree. Like it's definitely two different types, but Ooh, it's it's him, two oh let's break up, whatever. You know, he's like, Hey, look, uh, I've told you before, you know. He's going to pick back up in a second. You know what I really think it is? I think it's like catching up to us. Oh, oh. He said. He's a big person who's a genuine friend. It's like, okay. Gotcha. Is this salvageable? Is 
So we're getting the ghost in the machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you went out there for a little bit. Uh, oh, my bad. So where I stop at? I don't even know. I, we, it, it was going in and out. But I think, <laughs> yeah. I think what we were getting was that you're talking about different people, like the predator friend and the mm-hmm. actual friend who just cares are not the same. And, and, and I w- who's in love too. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you got all three. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. I just think it's too, it it's too socially acceptable for the predator friend. Like mm-hmm. that's not, that's not checked or chastised when that type of friend exists and a guy talks about something like that about oh you know i'm just waiting or you know oh i'm gonna get my shot or anything like that like it's not it's not checked and chastised enough yeah that's some sneak stuff uh as the dude who uh who has never been in that position i've actually been in the one that's like i'm guarding you know guarding the house as opposed you know i don't like that you know you 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 know somebody the, the co-worker or something you see that little glint in the eye, and you just know mm, it's gonna be one of you. <laughs> and I think I think a piece of that goes back to what we talked about with the accountability. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, there's a difference. You know, if I'm going back to my Steve Urkel, uh, you know, uh, comparison. You know, he he professed true love and true care for yeah. Lauren as a person. So. He would have never, uh, I guess, reasonably speaking, you could reasonably say that uh, he would have never harmed Laura in any capacity because he only wanted the best for her. Now, if it's some scrub, it's like, man, if I ever get the chance to get up in them cheeks, like <laughs> Stefan. No, that, no, it's not, it's not even that. It's not even. It's that Tay Diggs best man energy. Is that's yeah, exactly? Like, oh, come that, on, that's, man. That Tay Diggs <laughs> best man energy. Like how how we all friends, and then as soon as I mess up, you like. So uh, Tay Diggs, bro, like the, the actual villain in the whole the whole series. Tay Diggs is the villain. Why'd you write that book, bro? Like, why did you write that book? And that again, that goes back to what Lawrence talked about before. If I write a book about my body count, about what I've been doing and how I'm running the streets. You know what they call it? Casanova, an international bestseller. When she writes the book, it's like, what was Superhead's book? I don't know. She wrote a book, uh, didn't she? Yeah, there she was wrote a book, book right? She, she did she, write a book. And she got chastised for that. Like, yeah, I'm just mad that that's who I thought about as soon as you went on that. Exactly. That's, 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 that's exactly what I thought she, about. She wrote a book. She wrote a whole book, and then everybody was like, "Yo, you ain't shit." Like these dudes, all like, what are you saying? She ain't shit. Once again, if a woman has a body count, this is offered to her. Like, I don't, it's, I don't. Yo, it's, it's Kim. It's Kim Kardashian. How we look at her as far as her body count and everything, and then it's common. Here's what's wild to me. <laughs> really, if you really look at people that you know, that you know, you know that Kim is actually dated, it's like six people. Yeah, I, I challenge any I challenge any guys that I know to show me a body count of six people or less besides me, who's his three. So like anybody, like that's crazy. Hi, hypothetically, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, Look, only one. I'm holding the I'm holding the company line. Don't play yeah. with me. I'm holding the company line. My, my, my lawyers have advised me is only one. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's good advice from good lawyers. Counsel. Good advice, good lawyers. But like, and that's the thing we think about we've got this image in our head, right? That we just automatically have let society put in there. But really, what does she date like? Kanye, Ray J, Chris Humphreys, Reggie Bush. The fact that you can rattle them off. 
because I've defended this woman. I, I've defended. I've defended. Yeah. Her, I've defended her non-slut honor. Like I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I don't. I don't know what she stands for, but just on that. On that one thing. Like yeah, I don't. I mean, she I got somebody out of jail. I gotta, so, you know, I gotta stand. Yeah. I gotta stand behind her for that one. Just that one. I don't. I don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't even get around to it. Uh, and I know we're having a very serious discussion, but since we uh, we veered off a little bit, I just gotta take this moment. Um, mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. we do every episode on Genius Perspectives, I'd like to mention um, great Miss Megan Javon Ruth Pete, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who actually is kind of relevant in this situation because she turned down Tory Lanez and was allegedly shot um, in her foot or ankle because of it. So, uh, depending on the outcome of the case, right, possible repercussions for saying that she was uninterested in continuing to spend time with someone. So, you know, yo, and it was that's a, a good. Uh, good data point because like in the immediate aftermath uh, and I think y'all was talking about this uh, in the immediate aftermath you know she somewhat defended him mm -hmm. obviously it wasn't really just him it was everybody else around her right um, but like that's 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 like that's just a a a, a thing that I think a, 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 the average guy wouldn't do yeah I think so she talked about that in an interview I want to say recently and she was uh I think she implied I didn't read the full thing so I don't want to give too much right because I could have misread but I think she kind of implied that she was worried about negative repercussions for everybody mm -hmm. um by expressing that there was a shooting um with the with the cops um herself included but yeah to, to your point yeah she still was was concerned about her safety and his right in in a situation where she should have been concerned about making sure just her just she was safe so yeah we mm. do an episodic making the making the uh making the stallion shout out so it felt like a felt like a good time to go ahead and toss that in good there. segue, yeah, good that, segue. Was a, that was a perfect time to bring it in hey man i try, <laughs> I try. <laughs> wow so i think you know we talked about you know, being a big brother, the big uncle, mm -hmm. the the father, the leader, and the man mm -hmm. in, in your home and in your community and in your family to say, hey, this this is not what you need to be doing. We talked about calling it out when we see it. Mm -hmm. Um, what did we miss, fellas? Well, consent. So, we talked about that. Oh, consent. Yeah, we obviously talked about consent. My bad, y'all. Yep. We, <laughs> uh, we talked about predatory behavior. Um. What are the, I mean, one of the things that Lawrence and I always say, like at the end of serious episodes like this is like, these problems have persisted for longer than any of us can remember. And as good as conversation is, like two intelligent people, four intelligent people discussing it for an hour to an hour and a half, it's not gonna solve it. But hopefully the four of us can inspire more people to start talking about it and build a foundation where they continue to have these discussions in their own homes. Hopefully us talking about this in the open, lets them know, look, this is okay to discuss. It's okay to um, share your feelings about it and figure out where to go forward. So that way, hopefully someday the problem can actually be solved. Most definitely a hey, book recommendation in this topic area, uh, especially y'all two have, uh, you know, daughters. Um, there's a book, uh, it's called Mommy, You Should Read This. Hmm. And it's a, it's a book by someone who spent a lot of time in the child protective services arena, um, did a lot of work with uh, sexual assault survivors, especially children, and interviews and stuff, and just put together a quick, essentially a parent's guide to like, okay, what does, what does this even look like? 
you know, because you know, a lot of us have in our heads, you know, the 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 person with the boogeyman staked across their forehead, and you know, they got the evil mustache, and they go around attacking people and kind of stuff. And he really paints the picture um, of, of what it looks like and what the real stats are, and all that kind of stuff. And it's really, um, I, you know, I read. I got I got a four year old little girl. Um, I read it, and it, it definitely. Uh, I felt I felt like I, I I felt a little more comfortable with what the actual dangers are, you know, that kind of thing. Let's put a shout out out there for that. Yeah, it was called Mommy, You Should Read This. Yep. Yeah. So I will definitely have that in the show notes. Um, and I would love to have your guys' contact information in the show notes for the What's Happening listeners. Oh, absolutely. Let's um, like, let's go ahead and shout that out. To, yeah. Um, take us off, Bradley. So, uh, for um, for myself, you can find me at Archbishop Swag. Don't ask me about that name. I've been using it for like twelve years. But you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on TikTok. Um, Fred, you can follow him at Mister Humble underscore Beginnings. I know his his social media handle better than he does. You can find him on uh, Instagram there, and he, <laughs> you can follow the show. At what's happening? That's W H U S H A T T N I N. Uh, you can follow that on all platforms: Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And our show is available on all streaming, well, all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and a whole bunch more. All right. Uh, so, um, for the show, it's called Ingenious Perspectives. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. Uh, we've got a Facebook group. Um, we're also on YouTube. Um, we live stream on Twitch. So if you go to Twitch and look up uh, JS Tonio, so J S T O N I O, you'll find the Ingenious Perspectives page um, there. We've got a couple of streams up there already. They're also on YouTube. Uh, same thing with our podcast. You can find them on all the major platforms Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, right? Same things. Um, personally, my Instagram is Vitruvian Plato. Um, and then Lawrence, yeah, Larry the Engineer, all underscores in between. So, yeah, that's us. Uh, um, I want to say, oh, yeah, I gotta give a shout out. So, we uh, when you listen to this, when we get done with the editing, you'll hear intro music that's by um, Mr. Fins, F I N N Z, put our intro music together, and our outro music's by Anno Domini Beats off of YouTube. Awesome. My music, our music from What's Happening comes from Epidemic Sound. I can't think of the artist's name right now, but shout out to the artist. I think his name is, uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> I, just, I just cheated because Mr. Fins is my uncle, so he did the. <laughs> so of course, of course, I know who the artist is because my uncle made it. <laughs> well, I, I, I think, gentlemen, I think we had a pretty impactful conversation. I personally enjoyed it. I did you as know, well. I, I I learned something myself for sure out of it, and um, you know I think it's all like we talked about. It's on all of us to be the uh, the leaders in our homes and in our communities to show what right looks like and and be that positive influence of change. Absolutely. Um, the the clothes we always use is, uh, keep expanding your paradigms. So. I love it. That was dope. Y'all be smooth. Thank you. Yeah, man. Peace.
You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you, too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking designed just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC.